10 Habits to Improve Your Mental Health. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashpitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I cover 10 habits to improve your mental health. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through their products, see which ones might work best for you, and then at checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 180 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashpitz, and today is a solo episode of the podcast where I will be covering 10 habits, 10 habits to improve your mental health. And habits, habits are sort of the cornerstone of what this is all about, right? We are what we do daily. We are our daily choices. And so habits are what are going to create this sort of lifelong foundation of taking care of our mental health. And I've done previous episodes on building and forming great habits, as well as you can refer to Andrew Huberman's podcast, the Huberman Lab podcast, where he does a masterclass as well on building habits. But a very quick sort of note from that about building habits is this, is my favorite piece of advice I can tell you about building habits is you wanna make your habits too small to fail too small to fail. Very simply put, here's an example. If I want to start a workout routine, I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to do one push-up one day a week. That creates a habit that is too small to fail. I do that one push-up Monday morning. I've done exactly what I said that I was going to do. Now, how do I ramp it up from there? How do I get bonus reps? How do I continue to do the things that I say I'm going to do? And then three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six months, 10 months, Whatever it is later, you've built, you've actually built that foundation and that habit into your life. So now it's a protocol. Now you are the person who exercises frequently because you started too small to fail. You gave yourself a chance to actually build that habit into your life. Instead of saying, I'm going to go to the gym four times a week for 60 minutes, not a chance. But you give yourself a chance by creating it like this, by building this habit in a way that's too small to fail, then you build up from there. That's what's important. And that's my favorite piece of advice when we're thinking about building habits. And so again, you can refer to previous episodes of this podcast and you can refer to the Huberman Lab podcast for more in-depth conversation on building habits. And I'm sure I'll do a upcoming episode at some point since we have new listeners, new watchers, new viewers on this podcast every single episode. I will do another um, masterclass on building habits. But I want to preface it with that. And another important note before we get into the actual 10 habits is that there are no hacks. There are hacks do not exist when it comes to creating a life where we are mentally fit. It takes daily persistent, deliberate action every single day to maintain 
our mental health. And I'm talking about your general mental health. Mental health is how you think, feel, and act. So it encompasses our every single day. Now, there's another branch of mental health. That's mental health um, conditions, which may be schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, things of that nature. We are not talking about those things today. We are talking about the everyday mental health that every single person on this planet has, how we think, feel, and act. And how can we take care of that? How can we be proactive with our mental health every single day? Because we're never exonerated from the work. The work happens every single day. It's a lifelong journey to create an emotionally, mentally, physically well human being. It takes effort. But most importantly, it's not about what you consume. So you might consume this podcast or many other podcasts. That's great. You're getting best practices. You're getting great information. But what do you do after that? You have to go into action. You have to take steps to implement this into your life. You have to do the work on a day-to-day basis every single day. You have to be proactive with your mental health. Your mental health is the most important thing. It may not be the only thing you focus on, right? Because we have many things that encompass us as a human being. Our physical health, our emotional health, our mental health, our relationships, our job, our kids. There's a lot of things that encompass that encompass being an overall healthy individual, But our mental health is a massive piece of that. It impacts everything that we do. And so if we can have daily practices, daily habits, daily daily rituals, daily protocols that allow us to be proactive with our mental health, we're going to be that much better off when the inevitable hardship comes into our life, when the inevitable setback or challenge or obstacle comes into our life. We have a foundation to fall on because we've been the person that has said they're going to be proactive with our mental health and then been about that action. We be about it. Be about it. It's about action, 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 action. So yes, consume the best practices, but it's about what you implement into your real life, how you create those habits, and what choices you make daily to make your mental health an important piece of your life because it has to be. It has to be. There's no other option. And so we're gonna, I'm gonna, right now I'm going to go over 10, 10 different habits that can improve your, your mental health. I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast for a long time or you listen to other podcasts that are in this general framework, you've heard these things before. And it's important to understand that. These are the cornerstones. These are the foundations. These are the things that we build a healthy individual on. There's no hacks. There's no quick fixes. It's work over time, deliberate, persistent work over your whole life. And so you can look at all these 10 habits once we're done going through them, and you can pick a few that you really like, that you want to dial in into your life. Then you say, okay, I'm going to make that habit too small to fail, and I'm going to build up from there very slowly, gradually building up from there to become the person who says and does the things they're going to do. You become the person who is proactive with their mental health, who takes care of themselves actively every single day because they are worthy of that, because you are worthy of that. So here we go. Number one, practice gratitude. Cultivating gratitude on a regular basis is one of the most impactful habits you can use to enrich your life. Many of us move through the day on autopilot, not stopping to recognize all of the blessings that surround us. Practicing gratitude, honestly, will improve your life in various ways. And there's actually scientific data that backs that up. And Harvard Health published a study on it. Um, I I believe it's you boost your happiness 25% if you uh, have a gratitude journal that you write in once a week. 25% boost in happiness. 
And this is not something that all of us are doing every single day. Life is precious and beautiful and fragile, and we should be taking it as granted, not for granted. A little gratitude goes a long way. Gratitude for your life, your health, your food, your relationships, everything, just the beauty of the world, how magnificent it is to be able to live in this world in this time. Practice gratitude. You have to. And it's a practice. It's a practice. It's a practice, which means it's an action. Gratitude is an action. You don't just become grateful by, you know, listening to a podcast. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to be deliberate and intentional with your gratitude practice. And that depends on how you want to do it. You want to write a gratitude letter. You want to keep a gratitude journal. You want to do a gratitude meditation. You want to send letters to other people that you love. You want to write a letter to yourself. You want to write down three things that you're grateful for. You want to take notes in your phone throughout the day when you see something that causes you to be grateful or you, you're, you're just taking a mindful moment to be grateful that you're here, that you're alive, that you have this whole thing. Like that's all beautiful, right? Again, it's how this gratitude practice can fit into your life so it can become a proactive ritual. But again, it has to be action. It has to start. You have to actually start it to become someone who is grateful for their life. And grateful doesn't mean uh, complacent. It does not mean that. You can be grateful and still want more or better for your life, but you are you are content and at peace with the things that you do have. And you can strive for more. You can strive for more. You can strive for more, but you are content and at peace with the things that you do currently have. This love, this joy, this life, whatever it is, this relationship. Gratitude. It will enrich and enhance your life um, beautifully, really, it's just like there's not there's not a, enough words to describe how unbelievably powerful having a deliberate daily gratitude practices. Be about it, be about it. Love this life; it's the only one you got. Number two, exercise often. Exercise often. Eat well. Move well. Sleep well, think well. Four. Four things that will improve your mental health, your physical health, and your emotional health, your relationships. Your whole life will be improved if you think about those four fundamentals every single day. What can I do to eat well, move well, sleep well, and think well every day? And everything else will come to you. Everything else will fall right in line. One of the biggest pillars of your mental health and your whole life is exercise or movement. Exercise doesn't just benefit your physical fitness. Working out brings a number of benefits, a number of benefits to your mental well-being. Exercise has been proven, proven scientifically to reduce anxiety, boost self-esteem, curb depression, and enhance your overall cognition. So again, you're creating an exercise habit. I mentioned this at the top. Too small to fail. Whatever it is. It has to, you have to exercise. There is no other option. You have to move your body. Zumba, dance, rock climbing, walking, lifting weights, jujitsu, yoga. You have to move your body daily. There is no other option. So start now. Yesterday was the best time. Right now is the second best time. Get into action. Create a habit. 
too small to fail and think about how you want to move your body. Think about how you want to honor your body by moving it and by treating it with respect and honor. Eat well, move well, sleep well, think well. You have to exercise. You have to move. There is no other option. Next one, number three. Choose healthy foods. Eat well. Eat well. 80% of the time, you know what foods are good. You know what foods are good, right? Eat less processed food. Do not drink your sugar. And eat more veggies. Pretty simple. Don't eat processed food. Stop drinking your sugar and eat more vegetables and fruit. Pretty simple. Treat your body well. It's an unbelievable thing that's happening here. So many things we don't understand are happening in our body to keep us alive, to keep us moving, keep us breathing, talking. All of these great things that we're able to do in the world are this magical body. And I believe that if, you're, if, you, if you actively love something, that means you're actively taking care of it. And now some of us may not be at love. We don't love ourselves, right? But there's a path to get there. There's a path to get there. And the path to get there starts with recognizing that you can nourish your body with the appropriate foods, with eating well. Not 100% of the time. We're never perfect. We are striving to understand that if we nourish ourselves well, we have more energy. We sleep better. We move better. We think better. So all of these things are intertwined and intermingled, eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And if we just can simplify it down to those four things, those four core foundational pieces, then we are on an absolute great start. And we're building a deep foundation so little scrapes and scratches and setbacks and challenges don't knock us off. Yes, they're hard. Yes, we recognize that they are hard. But then... We get back up because we've built this foundation and we keep showing up. We eat well, we move well, we sleep well, and we think well. And in think well, there's a lot of stuff. There's optimism, there's gratitude, there's a breathing practice. All of those things are a part of thinking well. And you can expand some of those things when you get dialed in on the initial fundamentals. But you have to dial in on the fundamentals before you can move past anything else, right? Because there's no hacks. There's work. There's daily work on your fundamentals of taking care and being proactive with your mental health. Number four, keep a journal. Keep a journal. Writing down your thoughts and feelings can definitely be considered a healthy mental health habit. Our minds can be filled with so many thoughts that it's like we can get cluttered up there. And so um, to be able to get it out of our head and onto a sheet of paper is a forcing function. It allows us to see things a little more clearly. There's just a certain kind of clarity that comes from like physically capturing thoughts and ideas. Journaling can help solve problems, navigate issues, reflect on situations um, you handled well or didn't handle well or how you want to move forward. It just gives you clarity of mind. And it also shows you that in this instance, you're feeling like this. You put a date on it, you journal about it. And you thought you were going to feel like this forever. You look at it two weeks later and you're like, oh, I feel better. So you can remind yourself in those dark moments when your brain is trying to trick you that you're the only one that feels this way or you're going to feel like this forever. You're keeping a journal to allow yourself to revert back to revert back to the truth. What is the truth? I will not feel like this forever. I know my protocols and my habits can make me feel better if I just force myself to do them in this moment, right? Right. Because we want to create these protocols 
that we do when even when we feel our worst. Most importantly, we do these protocols when we feel our worst because we know that they're good for us, because we know that they're going to help us feel a little bit better with a little momentum and things compound and aggregate over time. And so keeping us a, a journal allows us to reflect on what's true, what's happening now, how did I feel in this moment, and to look back and check the progress. And it's a forcing function. It allows clarity of mind. Um, and you keep a journal, right, because you have a, a gratitude practice that you're cultivating and now you just have a journaling practice. And so those two go hand in hand and they fall into the foundational piece of thinking well. Number five, get enough sleep. Eat well, move well, think well, sleep well. Like I could go through all of these habits all day, but majority of the time they're all gonna fall under one of these four categories, which are the foundational and fundamental pieces of being a human being. Get enough sleep. While sleep is more of a biological function than a habit, the way you approach bedtime, make sleep a priority, set yourself up for a restful night is a habit. Like many other things, poor sleep can lead to many, many, many negative impacts on your health, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, your cognition, how your brain, your brain cleans up, everything, all of these things. Not getting enough sleep leads to a bunch of downstream bad things. We have to prioritize our sleep. We have to prioritize our sleep. It does so many things while we're sleeping, so many things. It restores us, cleans our brain, allows us to rest. We can be, have energy to go about and be our best selves. If we don't have energy, there's nothing that we can do. So the caveat of eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well really boils down to sleeping well first because sleeping well is sort of the foundational, foundational piece because we have to have energy to go about and do the thing that we need to do. If I don't have energy... That means I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat well. I'm not going to move well. And I'm not going to think well because I don't have energy. I'm fogged. My cognition is paired because I haven't slept. I haven't recovered. I haven't put a focus on my sleep or my recovery. So I'm not turning up every day as my best self, my most energized self. So prioritizing your sleep allows you to work harder and recover just as hard so you can show up every single day as your best self or whatever your best self looks like that day and try and get to the edge of your capacity and find out what your edge is each and every day by recovering and resting and sleeping just as hard as anything else because rest and recovery are part of your progress. Rest and recovery are the work. They are the work because we're moving well, sleeping well, thinking well, and eating well. That's us. That's what we're doing. We are someone who prioritizes our sleep. Sleep is part of our self-care routine. Sleep is part of our mental health protocol toolkit. Sleep is a part of everything because we want to be energized, have energized tranquility to go out and crush it every single day. That's why it's so important. And there's a lot of biological functions um, that are happening in our body while we sleep that are extremely, extremely important. Again, you can refer to the Huberman Lab podcast where he, he'll, he'll tell you the scientific data on why sleep is the most important for our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, just health of us as a person to go out and be the best version of ourselves every day in the world. Number six, create boundaries with technology. You have to have emotional parameters around technology. You have to have emotional parameters around your usage of technology. And one of the most important times you can do it is an AM and a PM bookend, morning and nighttime. Morning and nighttime bookends 
allow you the most control over your day. So what can you do in those first hour when you wake up and your hour right before bed? You can have emotional parameters and boundaries around your technology. You have to start small and build from there. Okay, if you're someone who wakes up every single morning and immediately checks their cell phone, here's how you start this habit that's too small to fail. When my alarm goes off, whatever that is, I'm going to wait 15 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute, whatever it is for you, however it's small it needs to be for you before I grab my phone because that's a habit that's too small to fail. Now you crush that. You wait 60 seconds, okay? Now you bump it up to two minutes and three minutes and four minutes and eventually over a long period of time with deliberate practice trying to form this habit into your life, you've now said, okay, I can go 60 minutes when I wake up without using technology because I have set a morning routine. I'm cultivating gratitude. I'm taking notes in my journal. I'm going for a walk. I'm planning my food for the day. I'm having a nice cup of coffee. I'm getting in a cold shower, a cold plunge, or a sauna. I'm getting my exercise in. Whatever your AM routine looks like, and you've built it slowly and deliberately that you have some emotional parameters around your usage of technology, you're going to have that much better of a day, that much better of your day. Your, 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 your current day actually starts the night before with your PM bookend. Your PM bookend leads into your AM bookend that leads into your whole day and how efficient and effective and joyous and energized you can be throughout the day that leads into your p.m. bookend and it's all just the cycle and it's all boils down to sleeping well eating well moving well and thinking well but in that is emotional parameters around your usage of your cell phone and technology and tv and all these things so you start small in the morning throughout the day i don't know what you do or how you do it I don't know what your job is, what's required of it, but there can be times throughout the day where you have to take breaks. You have to take breaks. You have work bouts of 60 to 90 minutes. You take a 10-minute break. And taking a break does not mean scrolling Instagram. Taking a break means taking a break, going for a walk, stepping outside, non-sleep deep rest, closing your eyes, like getting away from technology for a moment. 10 minutes to rejuvenate yourself, to energize yourself, to decompress, to breathe, to bring life force back into your body. That's what you're doing. And then at nighttime, you know, try and get off your phone, try and get into deep love with the people you're there, try and create relationships, whether you're with your partner or your your wife and kids or your husband and kids or just your kids or it's just you, right? Cultivate that sense of deep love. That's deep love time. You've done the work for the day. You've crushed it for the day. Now it's time to put away the technology and get into deep love. Conversations, games, whatever it is, right? Get into deep love and then deep love takes you right into deep sleep. And then deep sleep takes you right into your your morning routine. Now you have this like this fluidity to your life because you have an AM bookend, you have a PM bookend. Those are the two parts of your day that you can control the most. And it allows you to structure your day a little bit better so you have more energy at night and the mornings and throughout the day to go out and crush it and be the best version of yourself. And that's part part of that is creating these emotional parameters and boundaries around your usage of technology. Technology does not use you. You use technology so you create you use it deliberately and with purpose. And if it makes you feel like shit, stop doing it. Cut it out. Put timers on your phone. Make your phone less appealing. Put it on dark grayscale. Remove the apps from your phone. There's tons of stuff that you can do to create that 
power, to take the power back from your technology to you. You have the power. Take deliberate action over it and create emotional parameters around the usage of technology. Number seven, go outside. Go outside. There are many benefits to be experienced from going outdoors. Being in nature is getting fresh air is an excellent, excellent mental health habit. An excellent mental health habit. It's simple. I don't really have much more to say about that. Go outside. Touch some grass. Go for daily walks. Breathe some fresh air. Get some morning sunlight. All of these things are extremely beneficial for your mental health. They are extremely beneficial for your mental health. Again, go outside often. Take walks often. Get sunlight in the morning Do these things. They're extremely powerful things for your mental health. Breathe in that fresh air. Understand that this is a life force, that nature is beautiful, that life is beautiful, the world is beautiful, and you have love for it, and you have love for yourself, and you're doing this because you actively care about yourself and your body and your mind. You're being proactive with your mental health. So go outside as often as you can throughout the day. Number eight, build a support system. Build Real, genuine, honest relationships. I've done a couple episodes about building relationships and why they're extremely important. But again, I'll share this study with you one more time. Harvard did like an 80-year study about how to live the good life. And the most important factor to living the quote-unquote good life was relationships. Not 700 relationships, but one to three powerful, deep honest, cooperative, respectful relationships. Relationships take work. Relationships take effort. Relationships take time. And you must be willing to invest that time in those relationships to foster a relationship with self so you can foster beautiful, long-lasting, impactful, powerful relationships. So you have a support system around you. So you have people who cheer for you when you win. Like they really, really cheer for you when you win and you fucking cheer for them crazy when they win. They pick you up when you're down. They hold you accountable You can call them anytime you need and they'll be there. That's the support system you need. Real people, real relationships, not 600 fake friends, not 40 people that are like cool, but like one to three to maybe five people that you fucking love, that you love, like really love with all of your heart and soul. And what does love mean? Love means the real desire for all things to flourish. So you want that person to flourish, to flourish. And you want them to flourish with you, by you, next to you, doesn't matter. You just want them to flourish and you've built a real honest relationship with them that's cooperative and and, uh, reciprocal and all of those things. So you have to build a support system, you have to build relationships. And again, it's hard, it's hard. You will get heartbroken. You will get rejected. You will get lied to and manipulated and people will be cynical. But that doesn't, that cannot stop you from going out into the world and building these real relationships. Your people are out there. You have to put yourself out there to get these relationships that you want and deserve. So do that. It's really important, really important for living the good life and for your mental health. Two more. Number nine, make time for yourself. Another important one of the habits to improve your mental health is making time to take care of yourself, 
right? Making time to take care of yourself. Here's three simple questions that you should ask yourself when you want to make time for yourself, okay? What's my number one self-care habit? How can I do it every day and how can I make it a non-negotiable? Number one self-care habit, how can I do it as often as possible and make it a non-negotiable? My number one self-care habit is sleep. I make it a non-negotiable. I get eight hours of sleep every single night or at least I aim to try and do that. Okay, and then what's thing you can what's one thing you can start doing that you know would be beneficial for you? And what's one thing that you can stop doing that you know if you stop doing it, it would be beneficial for you? So you can think about those three questions, and that allows you to make more time for yourself. Because you know that you have a non-negotiable every day, your number one self-care habit. You have one thing you want to start doing, and you have one thing you want to stop doing. That's how you make more time with yourself. If you're going to foster a relationship with others, you have to foster a relationship with yourself. What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you want? What do you need? What are you looking for? How do you feel? Do you know how to express it? Are you sophisticated with your language? <clears throat> right? All of these things. All of these things are important. And then how do you make time for yourself to do the things that you love to do, to do the things that bring you joy and bring you peace and bring you happiness? Make time for it. You are just as important as anyone else. You are valuable and you are important. And you deserve to make time for yourself, to take care of yourself, to do the things that you love to do. And if you build a great support system and relationships, those people will love to do those things with you as well. But it's important to spend deliberate deliberate time alone to get to know yourself, to be with yourself, to honor yourself, to value yourself because you are those things. You are loved, deeply loved, and you are deeply, immensely valuable and you matter. You matter. You Just plain and simple. You fucking really matter. And so it's important to make time for yourself. Last one, number 10, declutter the excess. Yeah, clean your space. Have a clean space. Very simple. Have a clean space. And if your place is a mess, if your house is a mess, if your car is a mess, if everything is a mess, revert back to what I originally said. It's too small to fail. Your room is a mess right now? Okay, well, let's clean our room, Dr. Jordan Peterson style. How can you put away one item of clothing one time this week? That's a habit that's too small to fail. You do it. You do it. You put that one item of clothing in the appropriate drawer, folded, put away. Now, how can you do that every single week moving forward? You gain bonus reps, it compounds, it aggregates, but you started at a level that was realistic for you and it was too small to fail and you built that habit moving forward, going up. And then you became the person who said, who does the things they say they're gonna do. You build up self-esteem, self-worth, and the reputation you have with yourself constantly builds because you're building that undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are. You're building that undeniable stack of proof that you can do these things. You can do hard things, you can set habits, you can build goals, you can be proactive with your mental health. You're just reinforcing that in yourself. So you're building that positive reputation about yourself to yourself by going about and doing these things. Too small to fail. That's how you start these habits. I just gave you 10 habits you could potentially start that will improve your mental health. Again, mental health is how you think, feel, and act. This is general mental health, encompasses our every single day, and we have to build a toolkit that we use every single day. 
a toolkit that is proactive. We are proactive with our mental health. We are building algorithms, protocols, and habits in our life that we do every single day, especially when we feel our worst, so that we can have the best mental health we can possibly have. The best physical health, emotional health, mental health, the best overall well-being and human that we can be. And it starts with these daily protocols, these daily rituals, these daily habits, and these daily choices. Again, it all comes down to what you do daily. Who you are is what you do daily. And it all comes down to action. Doesn't matter how much you consume, doesn't matter how much you read, doesn't matter how much you think. It comes down to action. Day, every single day action. What are you doing every single day to be proactive with your mental health and your physical health? It comes down to eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. You can jam all of these things that I just talked about into those four ideas eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And how can you implement those protocols into your life on a daily basis so you take action every single day to enhance your overall well-being as a human being and you're being proactive with it, proactive with it, proactive with it so you can have the best mental health possible and you can become that best version of you. You can become that best version of you. I believe in you. I absolutely believe in you. You should believe in you because you matter. You're worthy of that time and attention and you are deeply, deeply loved. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What idea stood out to you the most? What habit resonated with you most deeply that you're going to go implement it into your life today. Remember, too small to fail, and it's about action, 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 action. And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashvitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. But the most important thing, the most important thing, absolutely the most important thing is to please take care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.